come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Welcome inside the caravan, the library of lore, where it's week five of Loretober. Tonight, Halloween. I hope everyone can hear that. <laughs> Scary stories. I will start tonight by reading a story. How about that? So tuck yourself in. Have a nice warm beverage, get the fire going, and be prepared to be chilled. For this is a true story that took place in 1735. A storm was raging that night in 1735 when Mother Leeds was brought to bed in childbirth. The room was full of women folk gathered to help, more out of curiosity than goodwill. They had all heard rumors that Mother Leeds was involved in witchcraft and had sworn she would give birth to the devil. Tension mounted when at last the baby arrived. It was a relief, and to some, a disappointment. But when the baby was born, completely normal. But a few moments later, before their terrified eyes, the child began to change. The room erupted with screams. The child grew an enormous rate, becoming taller than a man and changing into the beast, which resembles a dragon with a head like a horse, a snake-like body, and bat wings. As soon as it was full-grown, the monster began beating all the women, including his mother. With this thick forked tail. With a harsh cry, it flew through the chimney and vanished into the storm. The mother of Leeds, or the Jersey Devil, as it was later called, still haunts the pines of New Jersey, wreaking havoc upon farmers' crops and livestock, poisoning pools and creeks, and appearing on the New Jersey shore just before a shipwreck. The Jersey Devil. How's that for a creepy real story? <laughs> I really like it. That was a good one. I have actually, I don't think I've heard it. I mean, I've heard of the Jersey Devil, but the actual story, I think that's the first time I've heard it. Mm. Well, I'm glad you I learned something. Do right. you? <laughs> I do. I must admit, I do not have my security blanket nearby, so. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too horrible. It's just I will a good bring story. this one. Okay, let's hear your good story. <laughs> the Chimney Rock Apparitions. Mm. Chimney Rock, a high stone outcropping near Asheville, 
that can be seen for miles was the site of none of one of the oddest series of events ever recorded in North Carolina. In the first few years of the 19th century, residents around the rock reported a number of unusual sightings, including angelic hosts and an aerial battle between armies of winged horses. The story begins on July 31st, 1806, when eight-year-old Elizabeth Reeves, whose family lived in Buncombe County near Chimney Rock, told her older brother that she had seen a man on top of Chimney Rock. In the days before rock climbing was a hobby, this would have been unheard of. Her brother refused to believe her, but when she persuaded him to go look, young Morgan Reeves saw not just one, but thousands of people flying through the air around Chimney Rock. The people that Reeves' children saw were described as being clothed in brilliant white, ranging in size from infant to adult. While they were generally human in shape, the children could not make out distinct features, and there was no clear differentiation in age or gender. The children called to their mother, Patsy Reeves, who came running. All in all, six people saw the apparition. In addition to Elizabeth, Morgan, and Miss Patsy Reeves, the youngest Reeves' daughter, Polly, a neighbor, Mr. Robert, and an African-American woman who is unnamed in the original reports, all spent the next hour watching a strange spectacle unfold. The crowd of beings rose to the top of Chimney Rock, and when all but a few had gathered there, three members of the crowd rose up above the others, hovered there, and then led the congregation of shining beings up through the air to disappear into the heavens. The account of this strange apparition was printed a few weeks later in the Rayleigh Register and Gazette, and then cited again in Edward Augustus Kendall's travels through the northern parts of the United States in the years 1807 and 1808. Several years later, in 1811, another, perhaps even more strange apparition appeared by Chimney Rock, when a pair of armies riding tiny winged horses met in a fierce battle in the air. Over the course of several evenings in the summer of that year, multiple witnesses in different locations saw two opposing bands of cavalry riding winged horses circling each other in the sky. On the final evening, the two armies finally engaged each other and clashed in the sky over Chimney Rock. The spectacle cavalrymen were armed with swords, and witnesses said they could hear the the distinct sounds of clashing metal, and the groans of the wounded. The battle lasted only ten minutes, and at the end of which the defeated army retreated and the victorious army disappeared into the darkness. Newspapers across the state carried reports of the strange battle. A public meeting was held in Rutherfordton, and public speculation soon settled on the idea that the battle was a divine vision of highlights from the not-so-far-distant Revolutionary War. Why exactly the laws of space and time would be bent so spectacularly to give a handful of spectators an early version of the History Channel wasn't really questioned, but people had more faith in democracy in those days. Why Chimney Rock was host to such supernatural spectacle in two centuries ago and whether anything like it will be seen again remains a mystery. Today, however, Chimney Rock is a state park, 
and the certainty of the spectacle of natural beauty awaits visitors. I'd be terrified mm-hmm. to see tiny little winged horses. Yeah. <laughs> well, and people are riding around on them. <laughs> yeah. Having a battle in the air. Yeah. 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 Definitely creepy. That was a good story. Uh, Okay, Mm -hmm. growing up, what Mm -hmm. was one of your biggest fears, or did you have any fears surrounding Halloween? Surrounding Halloween, specifically, Mm -hmm. I can't say, but I did have a fear when I was a child. I will tell you a very true story, and I've actually Mm -hmm. done research on this, Jen, and it terrified me Mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, one of the popular radio stations in Chicago back then was called WGN Radio. And the radio host, he was world-renowned. His name was Wally Phillips. And my mom and dad used to listen to it every morning. Um, and this is really before morning news on TV was as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. So they'd turn the radio on and we'd eat breakfast and, you know, before school and the radio's playing and, my dad would listen to get, you know, the weather report for the day and what's going on in traffic. And they broke in with a news story that a bipedal creature was seen in the area in which I lived. And it very much resembled uh, a kangaroo. But they were asking oh, really? people they were asking people to stay on the lookout because they believed that this creature was actually vicious. I was terrified as a kid because even if it is a kangaroo, what's it doing here? And what's it doing running around the neighborhood terrorizing people? I was freaked out. Well, mind you, you know, at seven years old or eight years old, I really don't remember specifically the age. But I remember back in the acrylic ranch days, I brought that up, I think, on a post. And somebody remembered that that lives out here in the area. Oh. Somebody remembered that event. So then I did a little bit of research and yeah, sure enough, there was case reports. There were a lot of case reports of an upright kangaroo looking creature that was roaming through these neighborhoods, but it was never captured. And mm-hmm. there was really no conclusion to the story, whether it was somebody's oh, pet man. kangaroo that got out or if this was a cryptid or dogman type of creature that was just assumed that it was a kangaroo. Have you ever seen that video of that muscular kangaroo kicking the window? Yes. Oh my god. Now tell me if you saw that, would you not be terribly upset and freaked out and I would be horrified. That is Oh, I wouldn't feel safe in my house because he can just no. break the glass and come on in. No. I yeah. Mean, and when you see this muscular thing standing there that's clearly over six feet tall and uh-huh. it's right there at your window and you know, a kangaroo right. can be all sweet looking and all, but when it's big and muscular like this thing is, it takes on right. a very sinister look and uh, I would have been terrified. So Yeah, that's a true story from the area here when I was growing up that there was whatever cryptid this thing was, was running around this area in which I was growing up in, and I I was terrified. And when I say terrified, I'm not taking that word out of context. I was genuinely terrified. I was like, this thing's just going to jump out at the bushes at me when I'm throwing the garbage out or something, and it's going to eat me. 
I am a Disney kid, okay? So I will throw that out there right now. Mm. Um, So there was a Halloween episode. Well, it was an episode that got played during Halloween with Donald Duck and his three nephews. And I'm sure a lot of people will remember this. Mm-hmm. It was the one where the escaped gorilla and they would come on the radio, lock your doors and stay inside the whatever is on the loose. Do you remember that episode? No, I do really? not. But see, oh you're, you're well, at Disney and I, I'm, I was Warner Brothers, so there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, it <laughs> terrified me. I mean, there was a couple... Um, Let's see, there was that one, and then there was also, I think it was the Disney's Halloween treat that it would start off with talking about witches and black cats, and it was talking about how uh, during Halloween the the veil was thin and these creatures walked the night and, would you know, you wouldn't be able to tell what was real and what was fake because of everybody being in costume, and so that is was a fear mm. of mine that I had when I was little because I literally thought that a door opened up from somewhere else and that things could walk that one night. Through the veil. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that terrified me. <laughs> Speaking of childhood, I want to know what were your costume choices? Like, how many can you remember? I remember two, well, three specifically. Um, One was a store-bought costume, and it was a genie costume. Oh, really? Now, not a girl genie, but, yeah, boy genie, just just like from Aladdin. But this, this, this costume was kind of freaky in itself because it wasn't kind of a very friendly looking genie but it had a light bulb on the forehead and you had this little button that you push and it will light the forehead up it was the weirdest thing yeah it was and it was shazam that was the name of the genie was shazam which not to be confused with the superhero but yeah and it had i remember there was a movie that came out with like Shaquille o'neal and he played shazam um Okay, no, I wasn't Shaquille O'Neal, but was he? Really? No, I know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, this was one of those cheesy, you know, masks that, you know, with the elastic band that's strapped around the Mm -hmm. back of your head. Oh, yeah. But the best costume, see, my mom was a seamstress uh, by choice, Mm -hmm. not labored or employed. She was, you know... Stay at home housewife, okay. and she was the seamstress. She made all of our clothes, but she made okay. a uh, she made a Dracula outfit. She made oh. the cape, the black cape with the red silk lining, and the awesome. pants. And then she did the makeup, and I had the gag fangs, which uh, maybe that's oh, why okay. I have a bag. I mean, a horrible gag disorder. Sometimes I just, even putting a spoon in my mouth, I remember wearing those fangs, and it was the hardest thing for me to do, but, you know, 
Um, oh, Mom was wow. rather strict about making sure that the costume stayed intact during the entire Halloween episode. Um, oh. But yeah, I had the widow's peak That's hair awesome. that came down in the front and the <laughs> and the and the cross. And so I will good. actually, uh, I think what I'm going to do. So you'll find out in the show notes below if I was actually successful or not. I'm going to go through the photo albums to see if I can't come up with that photograph. Um, of yeah, that. that'd be awesome. And then the last um, amazing Halloween costume was a gorilla. I oh, she made nice. the entire costume head to toe um, wow. out of the fake fake fur and sewed it all together. And you climbed into this furry costume and you put the gorilla mask on. And it was really one of the first Bigfoot sightings in the area that I grew up in. But. You know, <laughs> I love it. I was, I was Man, really the only, only Bigfoot that wore gym shoes, but so be it. But, um, yeah, I got rave reviews and ended up using me in that costume to make a movie at our school called really? the, the Attack of the Food Makers. And we filmed the entire nice. project in reverse. And oh, it wow. was an interesting, yeah, it was a school project that, you know, our teacher did with us. And used me as the villain, gorilla. But, yeah, <laughs> nice. those those are my uh, those are my two best costumes. But for all three costumes, those are really the ones I remember the most. After that, I kind of just did, you know, my own creative costume creations from there, and some were really good. But for having costumes be made for me, those those two were the best. It was the gorilla. And oh, wow. the Dracula. How about you? That's cool. <laughs> For myself, um, the ones that I really remember, I mean, I was a cat once, and then I was a witch on different occasions. One time I had this, like, fabric mask that it was, like, stuffed like a stuffed animal. <laughs> and I actually mm-hmm. think that I still have it. I think my grandma's got it over in the attic. <laughs> and so one time I had the hat or the face and another time I just had like a hat and the outfit. Um, so a cat, a witch, hmm. ghost. Um, Was your ghost the typical sheet over the head with the eyes cut out? Oh, or yes. Did we was. go a little That's more pretty... elaborate than that? Yeah. No, because I was, I was a toddler. At that point, mm. I think I was under, okay. I was under eight. The one costume, and it sucks because the one costume that sticks out the most was the one that I hated the most. Um, mm. I had a family member choose my costume that year, and we all know my love of clowns, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to be a clown that year with the full outfit. Mm the nose, the hair, and the makeup. And I remember just begging not to wear the stupid thing. <laughs> and I hated it. And it just, I, that just really sticks out. Other than that, you know, everything, I, I didn't really get elaborate with my costumes. I wasn't really, you know. I think I think I found the answer as to why we get along so well. Because as soon as you said that story, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God! 
My mom gave me a clown costume to wear for Halloween, and I hated it. I absolutely despised <laughs> wearing this clown costume and the makeup and the big nose and the hair. Oh, and, yeah. I don't know. And I wasn't a creepy clown, which would have been fun. It was just a clown. Right. I hated it. So maybe mm-hmm. that's our maybe that's our <laughs> little con- our connectional link here and why we do uh-huh. this, because we have to get all this <laughs> angst and all this trauma out of our lives by doing this podcast because we had to dress like a clown. (laughs) Did you ever go to Halloween parties? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them. Mm. (laughs) Just kidding. I have little little lapses of memory that pop in and out, you know. I remember showing Uh up to the party, but leaving the party. Come on, really? Um, no, growing <laughs> up, growing up, we had the popular neighbor lady in the neighborhood. This was Kathy's mom, who's a friend of the show's. Um, yeah, she would throw a Halloween party every year for all the neighborhood kids, and she went all out. I mean, she did the spread and the decorating and the bobbing for apples and mm-hmm. hot, you know, the Halloween costume contest and. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of why my mom put as much effort into these costumes that she did because the prize was more for her, not for me. Um, right. But that's a whole separate podcast episode that we can talk about another day. <laughs> but uh, Man, yeah, you know, we, we'd have you know trophies awarded to us, and and then you know we played Ghost in the Graveyard and. Ooh. Every once in a while, we would upset one of the neighbors in the neighborhood, and he'd come and chase us. And, Get out of my yard! Kind of a nice. thing. <laughs> I love it. But those parties oh, were a lot of God. fun growing up, you know, because it was something for the neighborhood to look forward to every year. And, mm-hmm. you know, we would go in big groups. You know, usually there were 20, 25 of us, and we'd go in big groups and go through our neighborhood. And I have to say our neighborhood was really generous as far as candy giving mm-hmm. went. So we really mm-hmm. didn't have to venture outside the neighborhood to fill a bag. And, you know, a lot of people brought mm-hmm. a pillowcase. It would be full just within our neighborhood. Cool. So You heard the uh, Ryan and Shannon on um, his right. the interview. Somewhere in the sky, he, yes, right. Yeah, he said something, and you can correct me, um, Something to the effect that for all of us here, Halloween's kind of our Christmas. And he's right. You know? Oh, I sure. Absolutely it so. is. <laughs> and we're having a hard time getting our kids involved in this little Christmas that we have in the paranormal world. My that... first slumber party was a Halloween party. Ooh. And it was cool because the parents had a basement. And they decked out the whole basement, and so they had the table where you'd be blindfolded. Or no, they didn't blindfold you. They had the. Oh, what kind of party did you go to? (laughs) (laughs) No, sometimes you know you have to close your eyes or blindfold your eyes, so that way when you reach in the bowl, you have to guess what it is. Oh. You know, and so like spaghetti will feel like worms or whatever. But I think they might have had boxes. that said brains or whatever, and you had to reach in and you didn't, you know, and touch it. Um, Right. And I remember that night, uh, there was a bunch of us, 
and I don't even remember who these friends. This is the weird, the weird part. I don't know how I knew these people. I have no okay. recollection of these weren't people from school. This had to oh. have been like my dad had a friend who had. Or you kids. were abducted by aliens or something. <laughs> Well, we were all sleeping on the floor, and I remember that's when I, you know, we started telling scary stories, and um, that's when I first heard about Bloody Mary. And <laughs> I think I had to have been about, like, six. <laughs> so that really oh scared God. me. I couldn't believe right. that. But, you know, speaking of scary things and not allowing Halloween, I don't mean to go back to that, but my kids, you know... <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been like, well, they're playing this Charlie Charlie or they're doing Bloody Mary in the mirror or, you know, whatever. And it's just like, I laugh because I go, well, it's not good. And my kids don't do it. They're very like, hey, you shouldn't participate in those things because you don't want to get haunted. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, good job, you know. And, right. um, but it's, it's you can't hide it from them. Doesn't matter if you're a no Halloween or not, you can't hide this stuff from them. You know, and no, then of course not. And it's and it's amazing too, because you can also sit there and tell and I've said this before on the show, you can tell your kids, Oh, ghosts can't hurt you or this stuff isn't real but I think that it's doing kind of a disservice because a lot of us here know that it is real. We have experienced these things, and I think that it would be better to, like with my kids, how they're telling the other kids, hey, <laughs> stop or you'll get haunted, you know? <laughs> right. Well, so. yes. You know, you brought up a really good point, though, because we have had our experiences that by far, in a way, exceed mm-hmm. the Halloween experience altogether. Now oh, yeah. this just turned into reality, and now you really have to deal with it. Whereas Halloween, you can put oh, it yeah. away whenever you want to because you know it's just so. There's therein lies the big difference between the two. But mm-hmm. yeah, with the personal experience, um, clearly that's what the Caravan of Lore is all about: is sharing people's personal experiences and our personal experiences and experiences of the world and just mm-hmm. like into the fray radio you know people share their experiences much scarier than halloween but halloween is just yeah. kind of yeah. the captive title and it is our christmas let us have that well it's fun Don't it's you know chisel away at it just let us have this holiday Exactly. Well, it's it's so fun. It's like for the rest of the year, we, you know, we investigate, we research, we talk, we connect, and we deal with everything as, on a very serious level, you know? And not to say that we believe everything, but, you know, that you always want to be, you know, skeptical mm-hmm. to a certain point so that you're a good researcher. Um, but for Halloween in the month of October, it takes all of it in my mind, and it makes it lighthearted. It makes it fun, you know. It makes it fun here. 
But I have mm. been overseas in Europe during the Halloween season. It's an entire different animal there. And it's in a different animal. All Hallows' Eve is not the same celebration as it is here from, you know, Eastern Europe perspective. All Hallows' Eve is rather dark. And there is a lot of uh, scary attributes that brought the whole thing about. Now, it's not really what the intention of All Hallows' Eve is. You know, it's a celebration of the spirits that have moved on and what those spirits are and et cetera. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of morphed into this very dark, scary, just like Krampus or Krampus for Christmas. That's what I was thinking about. But I see, I, I know that over there they've got him and that's really terrifying but I didn't know what it was like for Halloween over there. Mm, no, it's a it's an entirely different animal than it is here. And from now it's some been examples? some years. Well, it's been some years, but the trick or treating aspect is not the same way. Uh the trick or treating aspect there is mostly homemade goods and for mm-hmm. the family. And it's That's you know, it it's a it's a gathering. And it is a gathering, mm-hmm. and there are a lot more Halloween festivals than there is mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, the the Halloween celebration here is generally done in house parties or at a local bar. Mm-hmm. There, right. it's a city festival. Um, you know, wow. and it is there. There's dancing in the streets. It's it's very similar oh. to that of Mardi Gras. Very similar to wow. how Mardi Gras is. So it does take on an entirely different look, an entirely different mm-hmm. attitude, um, the smells in the air, the senses that you get, you know, wow. with all that energy that's being exuded in these festivals is releasing something into the atmosphere. And that was the whole purpose of it, was right. to release, wow. you know. The evil intention and entities, you know, and then, of course, you could see those spirits you know, going wherever it is that they go. So, yeah, but, yeah, it's an entirely different tradition there. But you it's know, interesting to see it. It's interesting to see it, and it's interesting to experience it. Um, and I know in some of the African cultures, they don't, I shouldn't say some of the African cultures. What I meant by that was in Western Africa and in Haiti, it's not really celebrated so much as a holiday, but it's kind of tied into the voodoo religion. And that takes on a whole different meaning altogether because that goes year-round, but it kind of comes to a peak at this time of year. Just like we talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, in episodes past, this is the time of year where it's the dark time. The sun right, isn't up as right. long, and now it's the dark time, and those celebrations come about with with that whole aspect. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. you know, very, if I very had different. my ability, like our our kids, we ended up um, with the whole family. We were, you know, in the way that we grew up, we grew up with Halloween was for getting a costume, hanging out with your friends, and trick-or-treating. But, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, when the kids no longer trick-or-treat, or if they'd be interested in this sooner, 
my ideal Halloween would be that we have the big feast, you know, and you make the altar for the ancestors and you tell stories like family stories and, and that of past loved ones. And, um, you know, I, I would mm-hmm. love to do that rather than, uh, you know, and, and have, you know, friends come over and um, make like soul cakes and um, just, mm. you know, and still dress up because that would be fun. But sure, sure. pull away from the the candy aspect, you know, and, and I've got similar ideas like that that I've wanted to do for other holidays mm. like Christmas and everything as well. And Right, right. So eventually, well, though, that'll be fun. I I find it interesting, too, that, you know, even still to this day, how Halloween has kind of morphed from the All Hallows' Eve. And, of course, uh-huh. you have a small child, you want your child to be cute on Halloween, and they dress them up as a bumblebee mm-hmm. or a cute little, <laughs> you know, puppy dog or, or, or the bunny <laughs> rabbit or something. But uh-huh. the whole idea was you were to be dressed as the scary entity, but nobody knew who you mm-hmm. were. Right. That was uh-huh. that was the scary part is that you were completely hidden behind the mask of whatever scary thing well, it was that you were alluding to. And wasn't that to hide from what you were dressed as? I think you well, it's that's a good question, and I do not know the answer to it. So instead of giving you an answer, I don't know. It's possible. I mean, that sounds rather logical. It really does sound logical. I thought that I heard something about that because I know that you know in the past I've looked up like old traditions of Halloween, and I remember coming across an article that was talking about the turnips. Uh huh. Which I've actually thought of doing. <laughs> I just haven't done one yet. Have you ever done one? Um, no, I'm not really. Okay, elaborate on what the turnips is. That was the original, like, they didn't carve pumpkins. They carved turnips. Let me see. I'll, you can ramble on what it was that I interrupted <laughs> you. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Let me okay, no, Halloween. Uh-huh. I've I've never heard of the turnips being carved outside of the pumpkin. Hmm. Rather um, interesting. Okay, so wow. go back to Halloween's roots and carve a turnip. It says hmm. Halloween trick or treaters may find carved turnips awaiting them on doorsteps. Um, English Heritage is decorating its sites with turnips for the autumn celebration and has called on revealers to join in in revisiting the original story of Halloween and re-embracing the original humble carved root. Long before the pumpkin became the Halloween decoration of choice, people across the Brit- Britain carved ghoulish faces into turnips and placed them near doorways to frighten away evil spirits. The practice originated from an Irish folktale about a man named Jack who, after trying to trick the devil, was cursed to roam the earth with only a burning coal held inside a hollowed-out turnip. 
During the 19th century, however, immigrants to America who took the Halloween tradition with them discovered that pumpkins, which grew there, were easier to carve. As a result, pumpkins became the established tradition while using a turnip to depict the original jack-o'-lantern was forgotten. Hmm, okay. Wow. They look well, horrible. See, I was just <laughs> going to say, turnip carvings and post it in the show notes save, they're ugly. <laughs> save yourself the trouble. Seriously, just save yourself the trouble. Just put a turnip on your front stoop and that should scare most people away. Just the fact that you have a turnip oh sitting there. Oh, be like, what it. is wrong it. with these people? I've never heard. And to oh. carve to carve out a turnip a and then hollow it out and put a yeah. burning coal inside of it. Too much work. Way too much work. <laughs> I thank you, There's immigrant, for looking at a pumpkin going, wow, this is so much easier. <laughs> All you have to do is That's pull the epic. seeds out. And, of course, once you pull the seeds out, you clean them and you put them on a cookie sheet and you bake them in the oven with some salt and yum, yum, good. Oh, mm-hmm. give me a bat to the pumpkin seeds because I, I love pumpkin seeds this time of year. And I mm, I had a, yes. a I will say, what I, I'm doing air quotes right now, a friend, <laughs> she always, you know, would make the pumpkin seeds at this time of year. And let me tell you, she, she nailed it. She was so good at making mm. pumpkin seeds because there'd be a little bit of, you know, spicy Cholula sauce in there and some salt and seasonings and oh they were so good <laughs> it's like mm. I'll take a bag of these with me forget everything else about Halloween I'll just take the pumpkin seeds I don't want candy no just just give me the pumpkin seeds I'm good with that and turnips mm. they don't have seed what goodness are you getting out of a wow. turnip nothing listen to so, this because I also uh, I also looked into the why do we dress up, and so I'm in this article, and and it says here, the traditions came to include practices to ward off spirits and honor the dead in European countries. The British believe fire warded off evil spirits, so churches bought extra dandles and held bonfires in graveyards. The Spanish visited graveyards and consecrated graves with holy water or milk. French monks took a less superstitious action on the day, sending prayers to saints according Halloween, according to Halloween from pagan ritual to party night. The Irish, however, were really the first to start the tradition of trick-or-treating. Halloween reached America in the mid-19th century. But I'm not seeing... But you did answer your question about... Yet. But well, you did. I mean, it was to ward off the evil spirit. Evil spirits, right? See, now a cute little bumblebee is not going to do that, or a little <laughs> peepot. No, you have to be a right. scary something for Halloween. Stop yes. dressing up as a yes. superhero. Go back to the original <laughs> ghosts. Goblins oh, and zombies man. and Those scary old monsters. Antique, the antique photographs of 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 Halloween, you know. I love those wow. because, wow, yeah, yes, that. that is where Halloween really lies for me. Some of those old black and white photographs, and so 
some of the children wow. that are dressed up in some of those costumes <laughs> is enough to send chills down your spine. That would scare away an evil entity. Oh, yeah. Well, see, so I grew up, my dad, he sells postcards. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's a million different categories, and one of my favorites was Halloween. And that was where I found, you know, where I'd see these old, you know, Halloween costumes and awesome greeting cards, you know. And and it's actually, Halloween postcards are one of the... um, I mean, at least I understand them to be one of the most expensive category in all of the uh, different ones. Really? Uh-huh. I guess that makes sense. Yep. Sure, that does make sense. There is a yeah. uh, a certain... Oh, Krampus ones are hard to find. Yeah, right. Well, we'll be doing Krampus back in our upcoming December yeah. episodes. Shout out to of... Sam. <laughs> caravan of lore or a floor mm-hmm. but yeah Krampus <laughs> Krampus will be doing a visit to us here and we yes, will discuss will. all things Krampus because that we'll turns to. into so a everybody has to be really system, good so. because if you're not he takes you away mm-hmm. kind of in a similar fashion as to what, what was the female Bigfoot that that Took oh, young yeah, children and threw it in the basket. Yeah, Tom yeah. Seawood talks about. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that story. Seriously, that. that has to be one of my favorite Sasquatch stories that I've heard. We'll have to have him but, on and tell but it. But isn't but isn't that just like the creepiest thing too? It might be a favorite, <laughs> but it's creepy that right? you pick up the child and you put it in a basket that it's wearing on its back to be used as a meal for later. But it's Uh. the child's fault because the child is warned that you're supposed to be in the village at like, you know, before nightfall and you have to be, you know, you've got to follow these rules. So if you're out there and you know the rules, (sighs) sounds like it's kind of your fault. (laughs) I mean, sure. Of course. Yes. No, that's horrible. Yeah, great way to get rid of the slow kids. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's horrible. It's kind of mean. Well, it's mean. That's, that's my whole point. It's not my idea. It's my whole point. It's like, why would you do that? You <laughs> tell the kids to be in. That's what well, we all learn from our mistakes. Uh, so you had to screw up once in a while, but when you screwed nope. up, you had to pay with your life by becoming a meal. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. Yep. So, yeah, that's what did they do with the kids wood. that they didn't like? Yeah, no, that's okay. Stay out past <laughs> sundown. That's fine. Yeah, You're yeah. No, no. Was, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Terrible. That's hilarious. Come on, Jennifer. You and I both know people that we wish, you know, I wish your parents would have just let you stay out past sunset. Oh, that's horrible. It's true. Oh, man. What's your favorite scary Halloween-themed type of movie? Do you have one? Oh, man. Okay, well, okay. So... Growing up, the very first, after Disney, of course, you know, 
because I loved the Halloween treat and Ichabod, the cartoon version of Ichabod. Mm-hmm. I I'll mm-hmm. still watch that to this day. Um, mm-hmm. And then my dad introduced me to the old black and white, you know, Wolfman and Swamp Thing. And so I'd love to watch those around Halloween. Um, I did too. After that, um, I did get into, when I was a teenager, I would say around 16, I really liked the Halloween series of Michael Myers. Um, I never got into Freddy or Jason. Um, That's just, I think a lot of it, the thought of having a nightmare and dying in your dreams and literally not having control. I mean, I understand that nobody is promised tomorrow. Not one of us. And we're lucky every day that we get to wake up. So for me, it was just too creepy to think about going to sleep and having a nightmare and somebody trying to kill you. And if they succeed, you die in real life. But it's just like, yeah, right. good. I'll, you know, I'm not right. gonna go for that. Um, I thought Scream was okay. I think when I was 16 or 17, one of my favorite um, movies at the time was Children of the Corn. I really liked that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that see, one. that that involves children, and that's just got to... That raises the bar of creep when you're using children yeah. uh, on the dark mm-hmm. side. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd i have to say, um, on my end, was the movie Phantasm. I don't know if you've ever I seen it. Seen- well, I always say I'll have to ask my dad <laughs> mm. because that's that was our main thing. We watched so many movies together that I can't remember them all. So I'll, I'll call him up and be like, Dad, did I watch this before? And he's like, oh, yeah, right. with this person and this is a story. And, oh, okay. So, hey, Dad, have I seen that before? <laughs> <laughs> Phantasm, um, the name itself is an interesting definition because I didn't understand what the word phantasm actually meant. I just thought it was a cool word that was used as a title of the movie, but it actually has a definition and it's what the movie was based around. And a phantasm is when you fall asleep and you're dreaming and in your dream you fall asleep and you dream again. So it's a dream within a dream and that's known as a phantasm. And the movie wow. has a character called the Tall Man, and oh God. it's not—he's not Slender Man, but he's not far from not being Slender Man. Oh. And yeah. he would control your mind and was wreaking havoc, and, and oh he had this—he had this silver ball that he could control that would fly around, kind of like the Quidditch ball, only this thing had right. razor blades on it. And it wasn't a razor blade. It was they were kind of like knife tips on there. And wow. Stab you in the forehead with it and take Man. you out more of a way. So did that way. give you nightmares? It didn't. Well, you know, I was, 
I was a young teenager, I think, when I saw that movie, and I liked right. the concept of it because it was a dream within a dream, but they never clarified that that's what was going on in the movie. You had to understand what the movie title meant before you got to put two right. and two together going, oh, so this is a dream within a dream. I get it now, and then the whole movie makes sense to you. But if you watch the movie, yeah, it's Phantasm, and you watch the movie, yeah, it's a good movie, but you're not really understanding what the whole concept was to begin with. But wow. that's probably up there with what was one of my favorite Halloween-type movies. I haven't seen it in a small number of years, but if it's on and I happen to see it, you know, I'll watch it again. Of course, it was a wow. favorite. See, I used to be able to watch the scary movies. Oh, one movie that wasn't it. It's more of a. It was a. It was a movie that I really loved to watch around Halloween. It's called um, "And Then There Were None." I think I've heard of it, but Black I don't and, think I Black saw and that. Light. And it's kind of a, it's a mystery, you know, there's these, there's 10 figurines and there's 10 guests. And it's been written a couple different times. The movie's been done a couple different times. So on one of them, they're on an island. Um, On one of them, they're um, just by a beach. But, you know, on regular, whatever, no island. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. Um, they slowly start to disappear. So it's it's kind of the, you know, the butler did it with the candelabra, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, right. So I loved that. And uh, But, see, I used to be able to – I remember when Saw came out. And I went with a friend and her mom. Oh, man, and I'm just scrubbing down in the theater while I'm watching this. And I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Ooh, scary, you know. And um, – they had to leave. <laughs> I couldn't finish the show. Mm. Um, but now that I'm a lot older and since I became a mom, I can't watch horror movies anymore. I just I just can't do it. And there's been so much real happen that even though they're movies, there's just so much. Like, my perception of the world has really changed. And so I just can't, I can't sit through them anymore. And that was kind of like the whole thing with it. You know, it was realistic in certain ways, you know. Um, right. And, and then I, <laughs> the, I didn't, I couldn't do the whole child actor, the roles that they played. It was just too much. Oh, but you were fine with Children on the Corn. I see. Hey man, that was when that was when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old, you know, uh-huh. and I didn't have uh-huh. any kids. <laughs> uh-huh. No. No, so. I completely understand what you mean. I'm not making Trust fun me, of that I aspect. I don't even remember the movie now. We we did talk about that in, in our vampires episode. Yeah. I'm okay yeah, with just 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 going into CGI. If you're gonna use a kid in a demonic role. CGI because mm-hmm. I really don't like having kids acting that part out because it sticks with right. them for the rest of their life and it is not really oh, fair. Yeah. I I understand it's a paying gig, but you know right. when you're talking adult themed of things that kids at that age shouldn't even be aware of yet, um, right. it's 
It's well, kind of if they scary. can't watch it, they sure as heck shouldn't act it. So. No, this is true. And look what happened to Linda Blair after she did her exorcist role. You know, she's no longer with yeah. us. So there you go. You know, it makes you wonder, is there something attached when you do a role like that? I would not ever have put my kids there in a position a movie. like that. Yeah, there was, was, was it Poltergeist or The Exorcist that they were saying both. that the set was haunted? Well, both. Did I they, mean, the right. the actress that played the little girl, happy. she's no longer with us. Uh, yeah, oh, so. really? Yeah, who knows if there's wow. any kind of attachment to, I, right. I who knows? I'm not going to push that envelope, and nor See, do I want and to And I have out. to say that, you know, with our show, for me personally, like, I, you know, like, so there's movies that I won't watch because I don't want certain energies to come into the house. And there are certain podcasts, episodes that they do where um, I won't listen to them on a very rare occasion if I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might. But, you know, um, there was there was a case that I had heard of with Dark Waters where he had done an episode and it had affected him. And I think the guy he interviewed, and possibly even some of the listeners. Like, after they listened to it, they experienced weird stuff that night. And so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that when it comes to demon stuff, I'm probably not going to have you on the air. (laughs) At least to talk to me, I'm not going to deal with that. No, and we may not do that just because I don't want to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, dude. I'm running the other way. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's no fun for me. Not at all. Right. Uh, um. Okay, so another <laughs> Halloween topic, and that'll pull us away from the demon. So, mm-hmm. how about you know what? That, real yeah, quick, before I forget, yeah. sure. when we were talking earlier about the Halloween parties, and when you mentioned bobbing for apples, I, the first mm-hmm. thing I thought of was my grandma, and I'm like, man. I wish that I could have my grandma on right now. I'll have to see if she'll um, maybe come on in December for one of our Christmas episodes because Mm. I love hearing about the traditions that she did when she was a kid. You know, because, gosh, she was born in uh, 1930. So, really fun stories. I love them. Yeah, interesting. I bet it was completely different. I never really, I don't ever remember having a conversation with my grandparents as to how they celebrated Halloween. But, yeah. Yeah, I remember she said something about the carameled apples and about um, bobbing for apples. But I really wish my grandpa was still with us because he had the stories. You know, he he would tell story. I mean, he was great at it. You know, one of my favorite, and this, this has nothing to do with Halloween or paranormal, but just to share with everybody, he mm-hmm. they sat in the one-room schoolhouse, and they were out in this really country little town, and all the desks were sitting in a row, you know, and each desk had an inkwell. And a little 
girls, you know, they'd have their hair in braids or pigtails and <laughs> the girls sitting in front of him, he'd just take their hair and he'd dip them in the ink wells, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I think that was a very common thing. Uh, it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because it was, it seemed like a very common thing to do if a girl sat in front of you was, you know, to dip her hair in oh, the yeah. ink well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun stories. Five cent uh, movies for car- the cartoons. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, he he was really good with a with a rock. He, he could you know throw it just right, and you know could kill a a quail or a squirrel or something like that. You know. Really good at that, and he wow. had told me one time this story hmm. that he was protecting his little cousin, and there's a a bunch of bullies. I mean, it's it's like straight out of um, Stand by Me, you know? Hmm. Right. I, yeah. I just, when, I, we'll have when, to. <laughs> when kids were really kids. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Get on your, get on your bikes and ride. <laughs> That's right. Hide the Playboys and the cigarettes. Mm, miss those it. days. Yeah, I miss those <laughs> days. I do miss yes. those days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what was your Halloween question? Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh my! All right. So, how about? And I, I already know your answer. As long as I ask the question properly. So for Halloween, for Halloween, mm-hmm. your favorite Halloween poet. Poet? Mm-hmm. That's funny. I mean, I've never considered, I mean, of course, Ed Growl and Poe, as we've, I, from a young age, Grandpa introduced me to Poe, and um, he he could recite the Raven, and so mm. then I learned how to recite it, and it's so funny because when I had gotten into school, gosh, what grade was that? It was ninth grade, I believe, and we were doing a unit on um, Poe. And I remember mm-hmm. talking to the teacher. I wasn't really a, I didn't have a lot of friends or anything like that. And I and I could talk to the teachers a lot easier than I could other kids my age because growing up with my dad doing the postcard thing, everybody was my dad's age. So mm-hmm. um, I remember I was talking with the teacher and she was just like, oh my gosh, you know it by heart, you know. So she had me recite it for, for class. And then when I ended up in... 10th grade and my my next English teacher he had heard about that and everything and so he started talking to me about some of his Poe's other works you know and he was really impressed that somebody as young as me had these things memorized and could kind of go into what I thought he was thinking and analyzing mm-hmm. it and all that kind of stuff and and then by senior year um because I was really super into art. My top classes were English art and um, choir. And uh, 
for advanced art, which you know you had to kind of build a portfolio and try out to get into. Um, and then by the end of it, your stuff is all displayed on a wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had I had brought in my complete work of Edgar Allan Poe and set it next to a bust that I had <laughs> that I made of him. And then I ah, also right. Um, right. did a, a charcoal drawing portrait mm-hmm. of him. So wow. Yeah, so I was really stoked when Sam did what he did. Would I still you... need to get one and put it on my wall. <laughs> oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Would, are, do you think you still have the capability to recite the rave? Because that's not actually a short poem by any means. <laughs> No, gosh, with everything that's gone on since then. I mean, because back then, too, I had a lot more downtime where I was just, I mean, gosh, my whole life was just filled with, my grandpa had, had made this whole studio down in the basement. I had my I had my easels with all my canvases, and then I had, um, I ended up getting a um, a music stand. And I had brought home all my choir music, you know, and I had that there. And then I had, like, my own little personal library. And uh, mm. and so, I mean, that was just what I ate and breathed back then. And now it's it's much different. <laughs> What's for dinner? Right. Did I clean the cat box? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd have to see the first okay Usually well let's see if you, here try 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 this and see if we can't harmonize are you ready <laughs> well once once upon a midnight dreary while i pondered weak and weary over many a over. quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore while i nodded nearly napping Suddenly, there came a tapping, there came a tapping. As, <laughs> as of some one gently rapping, rapping at thy chamber door. Tis some visitor, Tis some I, visitor muttered, I muttered, tapping, tapping at, at my, my chamber door. door. Only this, Only this and, nothing and nothing more. more. Ah, distinctly, yeah, I remember bad. it was in the bleak December. Very and each good. Separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. On the floor. Eagerly, I Eagerly wished the morrow. <laughs> Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books. Yeah. Surcease of sorrow. Sorrow for sorrow the lost. Sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. 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 <laughs> forevermore. Right? Oh my God. Only Vance and Jennifer can just totally <laughs> screw up a pope. Right. Thank you guys. Yep. No, it's. <laughs> You know, there was another poem that, um, that you my read would Anna, tell me. Annabelle Lee to oh, me a couple months ago. I love that one. And when you read it, it was just, yeah. 
Here, I'll, I'll, I'll is, do it for the listeners. Oh, uh, because that is a favorite of mine. Okay. It was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabel Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. I was a child and she was a child in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee. With a love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that, long ago, in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee, so that her high-born kinsmen came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulcher in this kingdom by the sea. The angels, not half so happy in heaven, went envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as all men know in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud by night, chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. But our love, it was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we. And neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And the stars never rise but I feel the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so all the night tide, I lie down by the sea of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride in the sepulcher there by the sea, in her tomb by the sounding sea. See, that's why it's just one of my favorites. <laughs> I adore that poem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I do, too. No, um, I that is one of my favorites from Poe. Um, let me. There was one mm-hmm. that I heard of from my parents. Um, it was. Gosh, let me. It was where there was the um. There were two men, and they were stealing cadavers. Do you remember? It's an older one, oh. and it was it was it was a famous one. It's it's not. Oh man. Um, well, here alone, Annabelle Lee, the bells, the city and the sea, no, the conqueror worm, dreamland. Dreamland is pretty awesome because of the ramifications that came about from Dreamland. A Dream Without a Dream, El Dorado, Ferrani, The Haunted Palace, The Raven, The Sleeper, To the River, Spirits of the Dead, A Valentine, The Valley of Unrest. That's my list to this point. um, There's like, it says, this guy was the butcher, and this guy was the whatever. Mm. And and there was a story surrounding it that, you know, they were stealing cadavers or whatever. 
and then one of them ended up making um, ground. <laughs> they ground the meat and sold Ooh. it at the guy's butcher shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, people sandwiches, you know, fresh. <laughs> Little sweet baby rays on there. Yeah. People sandwich. Do you uh, like that yeah. on sourdough bread or Hawaiian bread? Oh, let's do Hawaiian. Okay. <laughs> you you like a sweet bread with your sweet barbecue sauce on your pulled people sandwich? Yes. Yes. Good for you. But, Oh, Bert and hair or um? I don't know. Gosh, I, I know, know that I'm, I'm not close. well studied in Poe. No, it's not Poe. It's like mm. it. It was different. Um. Somebody different. Like I remember. See, back then I heard that poem. I heard Dunga Den, and and then the Raven. Those were the the three I was introduced to. Mm. But I don't. I can't find it. I'll have to. I'll find it later. But yeah, it was definitely. It was short too. It was short. You know. Um, but creepy, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do yeah, a uh, cannibalism, cannibalism poem <laughs> and see what we come up with. Right. Hey, for our Halloween special. Okay, get ready. This is for the oh. Halloween special. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. My hot cocoa's stirred. Boo! There you go. What? Give you a, I said boo. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Uh, edit. Right? <laughs> edit. Take 25. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to put my creamer in there. Oh, wow, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin. I forgot to put creamer in my pumpkin? coffee. This is terrifying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's um, my hot cocoa. Let's get it right. I forgot. This is pumpkin Wait. pecan. Oh, good. All right. That's that's horrifying in itself. <laughs> hey, man. You know, that was... Oh, wait. Maybe in the beginning you did tell everybody to get their uh, their hot drinks. I did. It's a good one. To cozy up in bed. Get the fire going, have a warm beverage, and enjoy oh, your Halloween. Okay. Trick or treat. <laughs> Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Oh, favorite Halloween candy then, sir. Well, I already told you what mine was a while ago, and you kind of just went, Bleh. But, well, right, but did we do it on air? Uh, I believe we. I believe we did that. Uh, well, I don't. Did we do it? I don't remember. But I don't I, want you guys to know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I. Right now, I kind of like the dark chocolate, um, Milky Way. Mm-hmm. That's right. pretty tasty. 
It's got nougat. Nougat. Now, now, <laughs> that's the second time. No, nougat. Now, that's the second time that word's come up today, isn't it, Jen? I don't recall. Pollywog. <laughs> I told Pollywog. Oh, yeah. okay. You're right. You're right. Three Musketeers. Oh. Yes, the nougat came up twice today. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh, uh. Yes, you guys need to, for your Halloween special, go check out Stranger Things. It's an awesome one for Halloween. It's cool because there's even Halloween, like, they the time frame. Uh-huh. I love it when um, shows do that, when they'll be like, hey, it's actually Christmas in our show world, and it's Christmas in the real world. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that one of those, in the background, the, the sound, one of those, like, five minutes until showtime? No. You don't recognize this? I can't really hear it. I don't know. Probably Halloween 4. Happy Halloween, Season of the Witch. Okay. And every time that TV commercial came on, it was sending subliminal messages to all the children. So when Halloween came around, it would be the mass slaughter. No. Oh, really? Doesn't, doesn't ring a bell with you, huh? No. Yeah. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> Silver Shamrock. Yes, it was a corporate mind takeover. Poison all wow. the children. I know, very dark. Very dark. It makes you yeah. wonder about authors, doesn't it? How far twisted they well, really you know, are. I was always scared about actually, like, I was, I think that one of the biggest things I was scared of for Halloween was the candy. Having it laced or painted inside of it. Yes. Yeah. That always freaked me out. I still, to this day, like, I won't eat Halloween candy. Really? Like, if we go, uh-huh, if we go trick-or-treating, um, it's usually at stores or, um, like, there's that place called McMinniman's Grand Lodge that I told you mm-hmm. about that has the ghost log that I was wanting to write a piece about. Right. They have this big thing where they you can trick or treat in the different rooms that they have, and they're mm-hmm. all you know decorated to a different theme, and everybody's dressed up. It's really cool, and it's all inside, so it's nice. So even if it's raining outside, the kids have a great time. And oh, we're gonna right. we're gonna trick or treat in the neighborhood this year, okay. um, and we did a little bit last year. But for the most part, again, if I had my choice, <laughs> it would it would definitely be, you know. Um, safer locations. See, I wouldn't mind getting an apple with a razor blade in it because, you know, I could use a razor blade from time to time. There's some things I want to cut. Be like, sweet, I got a bonus in my 
in my apple. <laughs> yeah, right. I see. Are you, okay, so you go trick or treating, <laughs> and then the old the old lady down the street would make popcorn balls and throw them in a baggie and throw them in your bag and mm. your happy Halloween. It's like, dude, this is like the worst. I mean, going back to that house again, <laughs> you get popcorn oh balls. Oh my gosh. There awful. are people that hand out um, raisins, uh-huh. fish crackers, toothbrushes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I think the worst thing I ever got for Halloween. Oh, Lordy. Wax lips. They were Ooh, gum. And you those are my it, favorite. But, oh. Are you kidding? Oh, Those are disgusting. Get out of town. I, oh. I would have taken a whole bag of wax lips. Shit. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. What do you do with them? You, you wear them for you, like you... five minutes, and then you chew the living snot out of them and spit them out once all the cherry flavor was gone. Does it, like, come together Just... like gum? I mean, I know I sound no, stupid right now, wax. but I hated it's... them. Yeah, you could chew it like gum, but it was wax, and it would coat your teeth Ooh. and protect them from the other sugar that you were going to eat. So it had a benefit. Oh, but oh, oh yeah, right. give me, give me the. <laughs> oh, I would have taken, like I said, that and those little wax soda pop bottles that had little goo juice Ew. in it. Oh. And you bite the top yeah. off, and you drink the the you know three thousandths of an ounce of whatever. <laughs> flavored syrup they put in that and then chew the bottle up. Right. Oh yum, yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Give me a bag of the wax lips and give me a bag of those <laughs> of, the, of the little soda pop bottles. Yeah, it's so sure. funny because it totally like those are a lot older. Those are like the the what was it Bubba Vintage Yubba? Candy. Yeah. Or Bubba Bubba? Bubba? What? Hubba Bubba. It, or Hubba Bubba. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. That's all right, Jen. Oh my God! Well, anyways, they remind me of uh, you know we used to get the candy cigarettes. Uh huh. Did you get those? Uh, oh my uh, oh, God! Yes. And those I went to <laughs> me. It was what, last year. I, I went to uh-huh. this the store that's out here. It's called Five Below. So and everything's either five dollars or below. And they sell nice. the vintage candy cigarettes there. I bought the whole case. Really? As soon as Did I saw really? it, I bought the entire case. And the lady's looking Feel at me like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, no, nope, I'm buying this whole case of your candy cigarettes. Because you can't buy That's them anymore. Awesome. They've pretty much done <laughs> well, away no. with candies. But they had, you know, the with the little cowboy on there. And, and oh, yeah. Dumb. Mm-hmm. That yep. is fantastic. Oh, it's but so I funny. didn't, I didn't like it for the fact that it was like, ooh, I'm cool because I've got to sit. No, I just like the candy. I like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like I was how all about the candy. Stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly. Um, and it's funny because when you were talking about the wax bottles, I couldn't stand those. But um, we would go to <laughs> so. My paternal side is German, and uh-huh. they love to get the, um, you know, like the the brats and the the different kinds of candies and the, all, you know. And so we've got a oh, couple right. of really 
awesome, authentic German um, delis over here. Mm-hmm. And I remember we would get, it would either be a Christmas gift that was given to us or something my dad would buy, but they were these like fancy chocolates. And mm. it was like dark chocolate and they were filled with alcohol. Did you ever get anything oh, like really? that? Oh, oh, my grandmother <laughs> used to keep a bowl of them on her coffee table. Oh, really? Yeah, cordial. <laughs> wow, my grandparents uh, kept yes, the multicolored, cordial. Um, yeah. the, the multicolored um, after dinner mints. That's what they kept oh, on yeah. their table. Oh, okay. These, right. These bottles with alcohol, they were just. Um, oh, yum. Were they not the best? That was the best. I was like, Grandma, I love you. I just want to go to Grandma's house just to eat all the chocolate liqueur and the candies. And, of course, you know, she would slap my wrist and say, that's not for kids. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. I'm sorry, but you don't have to deal with my mother the way I have to. So, yeah, this is. Oh, my God. This is my way. This is my escape route, Grandma. (laughs) Thank you. No, I love those. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, it, it totally a... reminds me. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear what that reminds oh. you of. <laughs> well, it's funny because just really thinking back and remembering Christmas when I was a kid and when I when it had that, you know, the holidays don't always have that magical feeling. But during that time frame, you know, that's when we got those. And then we'd always get from my uncle, he would send over these huge boxes of, is it Hillshire Farm? Is that what it's called? With the meat and the cheese and all that? Yeah. Um, yes. I, that, um, yes, but I know what you mean. It, the the, the okay. box was meant to look like a wood crate and you open it up and it had summer yeah. sausage and cheese and yes, crackers. I love getting those. And yeah. it's crazy because I really, I miss getting that stuff. Hickory and Farms. you know the treasures? Oh, Hickory, Hickory Farms. Farms. Okay. Yes. Right, well, right. The, the strawberry candies. The, oh, the right. Liquid, the goo. Oh, my God. The goo <laughs> strawberry <laughs> in the middle. Right. I loved those. Oh, my God. And you could try to challenge yourself to see if you could actually let it last long enough so then you just had oh, the goo God, left. Right? But I could never get that far. I would just have to crunch Me and bite neither. the thing. Yeah. And then you get all yes, that jelly yeah. all over your teeth, and it was just mm. deliciousness. You know, what I was going to say yeah. before, the disappointment candy was mm. dots. Remember those? Those? It was like Aww. you got a receipt from the store with little drops of candy stuck all over the sheet of paper. <laughs> and then you had to peel you know? it off the paper to eat the and it was like I'm I'm getting fifty percent candy and fifty percent paper. It was terrible. Right? It was just such well, a rip I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb here and I may be hated by half of our listeners after I say this. Mm. <laughs> but um my most hated candy that disappointed me and made me mad at the same time. <laughs> okay, you ready? I hate All these right. things with fashion. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's cinnamon go. Cinnamon bears. No. F you, no, cinnamon well. bears. 
No, I'd be okay with that. I would not be a big fan of that I thought that they were either. like a yummy flavor, and then they like lit me on fire the second they, yeah, put, they know. you know, were in my mouth. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. this is horrible lies. It's, it's a lie. Yeah, it's a disappointment. No, I, I totally get mm-hmm. you. Bear of lies. That Boston baked <laughs> beans, awful. I mean, just yeah. awful. No, thank you, but you can have those yeah. and hand them back to the lady that put them in your trick-or-treat mm-hmm. bag. Say, no, somebody else needs these yeah. more than me. Yeah, thank you, but uh-huh. no. Now, a, a favorite would have been, like, um, Mary Jane. Remember those? And they came in the oh, yeah. yellow wax paper, and they were kind of like bit of honey type of toffee with little crushed nuts and whatever in it. Oh, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, uh, what other vintage? Gum. I, then again, another disappointment. You go to a house and ring the bell, trick or treat, oh, and they and they would throw a pack of or a couple sticks of double mint gum in your. It's like you cheap. You need really? to have this, a sound effect with a bell every time you say trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong! Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. see, here we go. I've got classic candies. We've got um Bosco milk chocolate, Turkish taffy. Well this is definitely not <laughs> Turkish taffy. I would just stay away from that just because it's called Turkish taffy. I'd wonder what Bun was in vanilla. that. <laughs> I okay. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan I of those either. Not... Bilbo? What is that? You'll kill yourself scrubbing with a soap pad? Yeah. Goofy groceries? Tangy bubblegum. Okay. Wow. Ooh, okay. (laughs) The bubblegum. Remember the the gold rush? And it came in a little little burlap bag, and and it just had yellow chunks of gum. And you'd just pour that in your mouth, and it was bubble gum, but it was called the Gold, gold Rush. No? Don't no, remember that? No, I don't remember hey, that. No. Oh, Those are good. fun fact. Because fun fact. is on here. Fun fact. Wednesday Adams. Um, uh-huh. The, the gal that also played um, in Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name, oh. but maybe people know who I'm talking about. Winona um, Ryder? Hello. No, let me let me look. No. What no, are no, you no, talking no. the original Wednesday? Or are you talking um, the remake Wednesday? Let's see. Let me I I'll re, I'll recognize her name. Um Okay. Oh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, and her name has just eluded me as well. As all of our listeners are going, they're yelling it right now. <laughs> you you right? do realize Christina that. Christina like, Yes, Christina, Christina Ricci. Because I posted a picture so, of her dressed as Morticia Adams, and I just couldn't stop staring at that picture all night. Oh, well, okay. So I, I was actually really good friends with her grandpa. Aww. Because my dad... So, you know, he would he would run these huge antique paper shows several times a year up here in the Pacific Northwest. Well, paper shows, I guess, not antique. But um, so 
So when we very first started out, we started out in this really big pay and pack building. And every, um, so I think it was like every Sunday, there was a, like a flea market that would come in and set up kind of at the back of the, um, of the building. So we'd share the big building on Sundays with those uh, dealers. And the guy, one of the guys that came in, he specialized in Pez, all kinds of Pez dispensers. So when I'd get bored sitting there at my dad's table, I would go wander around and then I'd go talk to the Pez guy. And I remember he, when he said that, um, oh yeah, my granddaughter just got cast as, as Wednesday. And, really? Um, wow. Yeah. Cool. He looks, and she she looks just like him. They look really similar. And uh, yeah. great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always wondered what what came of of all of them, and how they've been doing. So really great people. Well, she's still in the acting world. Um, she did mm-hmm. go through some very serious personal struggles, but um, I believe yeah. that she's pretty well overcome but i just want to hug him for selling pez because you know get out of my way when it comes to <laughs> well, pez i don't care he about was the always so cool. i just want because the every candy. time <laughs> well every time i would go over there because it was only um let's see how many times i think we'd only have the show twice at that building um so i'd only see him two times a year and so he'd always give me, like, I I was able to pick whatever Pez that I wanted, and uh, and then he'd give me a free uh, thing dispenser? to fill it up with. Really? Yeah, free dispenser, really? yeah, of my choice, as long as it wasn't too old, you know. And so right. it was a lot of wow. fun. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, like I said, get out of my way when it comes to Pez. I don't care about the dispenser. <laughs> But I will buy, you know, the 25-pack of just Pez, and they don't last long here. I'm sorry. I know a lot of you so might think, you wow, like, he's really got a sweet tooth, but no, give me my Pez. The, the Nesco? The, wafers? The, the, Nesco yeah. wafers? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, okay, I like Nesco wafers, <laughs> but just give me the okay. chocolate ones. I want oh, just I the brown ones. One. I yeah, no, just give me the brown ones. I'm good, and they do sell just the strawberry, which are the pink ones, and chocolate. Right. I do not <laughs> like the and damn it when I come across a black one because licorice that just belongs to Satan. Uh, licorice, are I don't you? know who oh, came up with the licorice now. thing, but one no, second. that doesn't belong on this plane of existence. I it belongs in the upside what? down. It's black. It belongs in the upside down. That is that flavor. Yes, if the upside down had a flavor, it would be licorice. Uh, Now, are you talking about specifically black licorice, or what about red licorice? I don't see. I don't consider red licorice as red licorice. No, I don't. Black anise licorice is awful. It's absolutely the worst flavor so, you could have put sugar story. too. Yes. Funny story. Yeah. So I think two of the biggest things that like if I was to pick a meaningful food, what food would be meaningful? Um 
and that I don't buy that often because it's actually a little emotional for me is Whoppers, you know, the malt balls. (laughs) (laughs) Those were my absolute favorite, and they still are. And that was my grandpa's favorite. My my, He loved those. Now, So you love the Easter egg ones, then? Yes. I love Whoppers. Um, I don't know. Go on. Well, Well, they make Easter egg Whoppers, but they're just different colors. They're called Robin Eggs. And they're oh, Whoppers. Robin eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're no, so I good. Yeah, let's go on. All right, go on. Um, <laughs> he chewed blackjack gum. And I'm telling you, man. So he chewed it all throughout when I was a kid. Grandma would get what she, she called it juju fruit. <laughs> the yellow juicy fruit sticks. So she got that and Grandpa would get his blackjack gum. And um, I remember it became hard to find. And uh, you know why? Because it sucks, and nobody wanted it. <laughs> That's because, well, why it became it was finally, hard to I find. was finally able to find some for him at a truck stop when we were traveling around, and um, so I, I found some, and I, you know, I gave it to him as a gift, and he thought that, that was really cool. And since he's passed, and I'm telling you this, we don't have black licorice here. Like, mm. that's not something that I go out and buy. Mm. Um, but I've smelled it. Mm-hmm. I have smelled it. Uh, I, and... That's my point. It's an evil flavor. It just haunts no. you every once in a while. No. Yes. It's because yes. I genuinely it comes feel back like to haunt you around. and it climbs into, no. your, it climbs into your sinus so passage and it haunts it. No. That's, that's. Black okay, licorice. listeners, you know, feel yeah. free to get on my side. We can all protest Vance and, you know. We'll I'm telling you, most jail. people do not like black licorice. There's a few strange nuts out there that below. like it. But, yeah. <laughs> no, black licorice. No, just make a Facebook post. Yeah, black <laughs> licorice or not. It's, it, black licorice is, like I said, it, that's from the upside down. That's where well, that came from. I will tell from. you this. It's I did find awful. out there is something if you eat too much licorice that it can hurt you. Like it's there's yeah, some it's kind called of a, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's anise, and with rhymes or sounds like anise, and it's <laughs> awful. Why? What? Boy, I said, why don't you go eat some spam? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get your point, but no, uh-huh. the, the oh, black jelly you know beans. What? Actually, wait, no. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you up here for a second. So, yeah, way yeah. back when, when we were doing acrylic rants, just to give the the listeners a little bit of a history, mm. we were laughing, and we were trying different foods, and one of the things he hadn't tried, which I was shocked, was spam. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Now this is another grandpa thing. He grandma would um slice it up and she would cook it in the pan. Sometimes she'd microwave it. Um I remember though when I was a kid, I would always just slice it off cold <laughs> and just and just eat it like that. And uh but grandpa liked the spam sandwiches, you know. So anyway, so I really like them. I don't it's not anything that my family likes but so I don't get it often 
But I was laughing and I told Vance that he needed to try it. And so we did, I think you went Facebook Live during your <laughs> spam adventures. I, I did the, Facebook the, Live the, while shopping for it. Right. And then. Right. Uh, yeah, you took pictures of your video when you did the right. Mm-hmm. And the other the other memorable food that I would eat with grandpa while we'd watch the rodeo was um gizzards. Chicken gizzards. Breaded chicken gizzards. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you I dared you to go grab some and eat them and you never did. So you know why? Because you couldn't find them here because <laughs> nobody eats them. That's why. Oh no! <laughs> I like. Wait, you want gizzards to eat, sir? I'm like, no, really? not necessarily. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Fried, yeah, they're like popcorn. Fried to chicken me. gizzards. Yeah, no, haven't. No, mm, no. Little no. chewy. Maybe you'll get some in your trick or treat bag this year, Jen. And yes. I, licorice and gizzards. chicken Whoa. gizzards and malt balls. And well, mothballs are, yeah, mothballs. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. Malted milk balls, yes, the Whoppers, they they are fabulous. Uh-huh. I will give you that. With the fake chocolate wax coating and uh-huh. mm, deliciousness. But yeah, yeah, if it's licorice, no. I'm sorry that send that back to the dark place in which it came from. No, mm-hmm. I don't do that. Duh. And <laughs> people might remember something called Sen Sen, S-E-N-S-E-N. And it, it was mm. that anise, and they were super, super tiny little squares. And they came in a tinfoil pack, mm. and you were supposed to eat a handful of them, and it was supposed to freshen your breath. And my dad was addicted mm. to Sen Sen. And he had Sen Sen mm. pack, and I tried a couple, and I'm like, Oh, this is off. It reminds me of the black jelly beans. It's like, why did somebody flavor something? And oh. you think this tastes good? No, it doesn't taste good at all. It, Speaking of no. jelly beans, though, and I mean, we've been talking candy for a while, so this is the last thing I'll say is mm. um, I forget what they're called, but they literally, oh my gosh. So my sister sent over a Halloween box last year. And in it were these jelly beans that, oh, bamboozles or something, where some of them tasted amazing and some of them were horrifying. So you had your choices of, like, blue raspberry, watermelon, tropical, toothpaste, vomit, (laughs) dog food. Wasn't wasn't that the Harry Potter Potter beans? Right. Right. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, dude. So they would they would be the same color as the other flavors, mm-hmm. so you never knew which one you would get. So I smelled every one that yeah. I picked up, and yeah, one of them that I picked that. up, smelly socks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that they made something so putrid and that yeah. people eat it. I'm so shocked. Bernie Bot magical beans, isn't that what they are? I think Bernie Bot. Um, yes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bad memory. From Harry Potter. Yes, I do kind right. of remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all Halloween, Jen. All of this is Halloween. Is. 
Well, our Halloween the episode. Candy, Thank the you. The parties. Yeah. yeah. It was the fun, war. wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it fun to relive I, Halloween? Know, I have to say, to, yeah, to go back and to live through the the childhood memories and to feel that again, and then to have gotten to do the special Lorktober all month long, it has been quite a trip. Hopefully we no, can come back in fun. December. Oh, yeah, we will. we'll come back in December yeah. and do something really fun for um Krampus. Yes. We will do a Krampus. A month of Krampus. How about that? Thank you uh, <laughs> to everybody that stopped by and put up with listening to the Halloween episode. And, yeah. Which which we have uh, nearly expended two hours of your time to join us in this one-on-one conversation of Halloween and Halloween of past and that licorice sucks mm-hmm. and mothballs are good. <laughs> well, right? hopefully it brought back a lot of fun memories for them, created mm-hmm. a new fun memory for them. And uh well, good for me. You know, yeah. we'll come we'll come back next year too. And uh Absolutely. We'll, we'll do it again. Thank you everybody. Have a Thank wonderful you. rest Happy of the Halloween, Halloween night. Boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>